Okay, this is Arctic from Karagangwan. You're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Hey, you are listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. I am Bruce, also known as Soda Can Bruce, <laughs> also known as Jason Momoa and the hostess with the mostest. And if you need to know any of those references, please go back and check Rena from Silentium's podcast. You won't regret it. And uh, who do we have with us here, Chris? Oh, I'm Chris, and um, I'm an all-around nice guy, I guess. I guess. <laughs> Okay, today we have Karach Angren. Yeah. Or I'm is it Karach Angren? I think it's Karach, but I'm just looking at their uh, webpage. And number one official Finnish album on the charts. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty good. I've been a fan of these guys. seen them on the boat a few times. And uh, I always dig them. Very theatrical, very... Uh... Well, yeah, let's go ahead. We're speaking with uh, Arctic. Hey, how are awesome. you doing, man? I'm good. How are you guys? Fantastic. Are you uh, are you still up in the Netherlands there? Yeah, I'm in the Netherlands. Yeah, so what's, uh, we're talking to people from all over the world today. What's it like up there with all this nonsense? <laughs> well, here it's uh, calming down a bit uh, since a month. So uh, it's uh, here it's it's actually good. So uh, things are, uh, but of course the music industry is still um, oh, yeah hard. Uh, yeah, but uh, what can you do? Uh? Nothing. But you guys, what was it like releasing uh, that brand new album like right in the middle of this? I mean, much different than all the other stuff you've done in your career, right? Well, yes and no. I mean, we had to postpone it one month due to um, the physical products being late. Um, but we already had started promotion in January. And basically, uh, Sarah Gore and I said like, um, okay, let's just continue with this because we're excited about it. And some bands were postponing it like a year or indefinitely. And we didn't feel like that at all. Um, so in a way, I mean, it has been actually pretty good because results are really amazing. And uh, we've done a lot of interviews like this and the response has been really cool. So I'm happy we could have, we could do it despite everything else. Yeah. yeah I mean, on a side note, the record is fantastic. We're, I'm totally digging it. And the videos are the videos are really. I think you've upped your uh, up the production game as well. Really good stuff. Cool, thanks. That's great to hear. Yeah, and I'm a big fan. I've seen you guys uh, well on the boat a few times on the seventy thousand tons, but also on. Yes. Uh, uh, I've seen you down here in Richmond too on the Wolf Heart uh, tour. Oh yeah, yes. And actually, yes. actually, Segregor Segregor is in a movie of mine. I'm a filmmaker as well on um, heavy metal and depression and mental health and. He's got a whole big thing in it. We filmed down here when he was here. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, longtime fan. It's nice, nice to talk to you. Anyway. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Are I'm, you guys doing? Go ahead. Sorry. No, I just want to know what was it like being on seventy thousand tons of metal as an artist. It's great. I mean, we've been there in twenty sixteen, and um, and of course this year. And for me, it was really great to see how they have upped their game and how. Uh, it improved. I mean, it was really cool last time, but now it was like a well-oiled machine, everything, you know, it's crazy how they build it up and um, how everything is done. And it's special because, yeah, like you said, we're all on the ship and uh, you cannot get off and that gives it an, a kind of, you know, uh, end of time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, it never ends, right? I mean, it's continuous party and, and, and music and uh, 
and I really like that. And um, and also the fact that you can do whatever you want. It's like a mini holiday. And um, so I, re- I really like it. And the fact that you can perform there is just crazy. You know, it's like, yeah, uh, did it's you, a dream. Did you play the pool deck stage? I didn't get to go this year. Uh, not this year. Last time we did it. And that was really cool. This year we did the theater venue and uh, another one. The ice yeah, really I, cool. I yeah. think both times I've seen you in the Pyramid Lounge. The smaller um, one. That was the first time, yeah. Now okay, it was yeah. another. Yeah. But yeah. That we actually this year was really cool. We were the last band playing in the theater. So we were like closing it off. And it was crazy because people were sitting on the floor and doing this, you know, these rowing movements. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that. I mean, where did you see that shit? Why? I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. Okay. What was your barbell like? I, I'm really. You have no idea. I'm like. Uh, I'm like the uh, conservative. I have like zero because I don't drink. Oh, <laughs> oh good for you. I'm oh. like the. Yeah, yeah. I'm the the healthy, the sober one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that about any time I've been on that boat ever. <laughs> oh, oh. I think even the captain was wrong. Maybe I was the only one. Not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean the amount of the amount of booze that goes down on that ship is unbelievable. Yeah, it makes the uh, makes ship the, the sea look bad. Even I think. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bruce. So I've got yeah, I've got one for you. You guys have been doing this for quite a long time. Did you ever imagine um, you'd still be making music and still making music as Karak Angren? Yeah, like, I think we can never really stop it because it's in our soul or some, you know, how you want to see it. And um, that's how it started. You know, you just jam around, make this kind of stuff. And I love these horror tales. And um, that's how it started. It was never an objective to, to reach this or that. or But then when it happens, it's it's really amazing. And uh, yeah. And I mean, what has happened, six albums and then have been, having been everywhere in the world, that's just uh, unreal. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. And I mean, we have always felt this energy, like we want to go out with this and we want to show it to people because we're excited about it. That has always been the drive, but never been like, oh, we want to do this or that specifically. That just comes along and it's just super, super cool. Do you find find it difficult uh, coming up, and this may sound odd, but coming up with new, fresh ideas after all this time and not rehashing the old stuff? Is it getting harder to write? It's, it's it's a very good question actually, and it is like that because um, the the way I see it, like when we were recording the first full length album, you have to understand I was like twenty three years old, so mm-hmm. we got a record deal. So that is like hallelujah, you know, you're like uh, you're like a kid being happy uh, at that stage, and it's the first time, so everything is amazing, you know, and uh, so that's like a roller coaster. And then every time now you 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 do it again, you have seen the studio, you know what it's like. So there's a trap to become complacent about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what I have made my discipline for myself is to every time find something that excites you. And if I haven't found that, I just have to find try harder. And, and uh, that's why, for example, in, into this album went months of research and you know things like visiting museums for me, uh, reading books. And then suddenly there is something that connects. And then I get excited and then the melodies come out and all this stuff. That's the, so that becomes more difficult or yeah, you have to be more 
it, 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 and sometimes you need time away too because you're touring, and so it's only Carrick Angren, Carrick Angren, and you right. need all sorts of distance. Yeah. Okay, Chris. Um, what's the craziest festival story you have? Whoa! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's an open question. <laughs> Yeah, well, one that I that comes to my mind right now is that um, last year we played uh, a festival with Full Force in Germany, and this is really cool because they have booked us a couple of times, and actually they have more like hardcore metal bands, so we are always the you know the strange guest sort of, and we were playing, I think at three in the night, and everyone was completely drunk, and, and there were people like dressed up. And they were like uh, dancing, and there was this this crazy carnival-esque mosh pit. <laughs> and I was like, I remember I was like looking into the audience, like, you know, I thought I looked weird, but no, not today. <laughs> not today. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you know, it's like usually, and that was really cool. I, I remember, like, I felt so good at that point. Like, this is really fun. It's a little bit like seventy thousand tons of metal, this kind of atmosphere. So, but that was really special because it was basically, you know, and it was like three already, and it was still packed, and everyone was completely uh, lunatic. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's what I love that's about. Awesome. That's what I love about heavy metal. It's like at, yeah. a, at a festival, the clock just stops. Time doesn't matter, and everyone yes. be, everyone becomes such a family, you know. And year after year, you go to the festival and you see the same people. They become friends. Uh, even if distanced, um, like that's how I met Bruce. I met Bruce right. on yeah. in 2011 on 70,000 tons of metal. The original and, one. Yeah. The, the very first one. Yeah. And I met so many different people from all over the planet that I, that I still stay in regular contact with. Yes. It's very special. Yeah. You're completely right. I agree. Yeah. And I just wonder how this whole coronavirus thing is going to affect that interaction. Like, will it have lasting effects? You know, will people kind of want to stay distanced after this? Or do you think they'll go back to being social again? Well, the way I see it, like, let's just try to get all this as soon as possible. So I'm more in the camp of, okay, this is a virus. I mean, I'm in a small country, Netherlands, so I can oversee it. And I'm like, there is a virus. Apparently it's real, so let's just... Let's just deal with this, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay, let's just do this, and then as soon as it's over, we can go back to absolutely everything full blown. So I'm, I'm more like, uh, I'll do everything they, 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 you know, ask of me now, and we drop this year, and okay, uh, and then hopefully everyone's healthy and this passes away, and then in my mind, this doesn't have lasting effects because that would be crazy because we do it for. Yeah, for this stupid pandemic. So um, that would be weird to me if people want to stay distant. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> be yeah, really weird. I, I hope not either. But I just, no. I just wonder, you know, like if that, if that paranoia that people hold on to for a year or more, if it becomes a norm, and and I really hope it doesn't. Bruce, stop typing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I caught him. He's cheating. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think it. there is that always fear that people are not going to want to come back, right? I mean, because it's going to be in the back of their head, and I don't know how that's going to all pan out. Obviously, there's no crystal ball, but it's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course, we have to see that. But uh, I, uh, 
you know, I just try to be rational and think like, okay, this, I mean, here, for example, here in Holland, we have been uh, lowering all these measures step by step every two weeks. And that's, that's really cool. So you can see there is an end coming inside. And, um, but, um, yeah, we have to follow that path, but yeah, I think the hard way is to not do that part. And then, you know, you go back and forth and, uh, you just have to erase this thing and then it's over. But, um, yeah, and then there's no reason for paranoia because it's gone, you know, and yeah. then, <laughs> then that's it. I'm, but, I'm, uh, I'm yeah, with you. I'll be back in that. I'll be back in on at any concert as soon as it's safe. I won't even think twice about it. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I, I, I really understand all this streaming and I think it's great for bands, but I don't really feel like it. I'm like, ah, I don't know. You know, it's not real. And, um, it's, uh, it's great if bands do it, but we feel like we just want to wait until we, you know, get back there and do the real. Yeah. If there's no interaction, it, it playing live becomes more like a rehearsal instead of a show. Yeah. It's yeah. not fair. It's not fair. It's not what it is. And even for the performers, I don't think it's fair. Cause I was watching, I don't know if you saw the Catatonia live stream when they did it a couple months ago. And, uh, I mean, they did a really nice job with it, but in the middle, Anders was like, you know, this is not normal. I'm not used to finishing up and nobody's there applauding and there's nobody to interact with. It's kind of weird. Yeah. 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 The risk is that you can start disliking it. I mean, imagine if you do 10 streams and then you think, fuck this shit. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's also maybe what i'm subconsciously afraid of like yeah, I'm gonna, yeah i love making videos and i love making records because that's where you work behind the scenes and you prepare something but this is more like yeah you put the camera on and then that's it and then there's no one there and it's kind of sad like, yeah i understand people when they do that. and maybe we will do it at some point too i don't know but for now not probably yeah yeah and it's a big expense to to try and put together and and how yeah. do you, and how do you monetize it in the end? Exactly, and it, yeah, because it's also crazy to me. Like before, people could watch this actually as a fan. You could watch streams for free when you couldn't attend, and now suddenly it's monetized. I mean, right. It's all kinds of question marks to it. As a fan, I I, I I would also think like, hmm, you know, like yeah, that's kind of weird. But of course, you want to support your band. That's that's really cool. Well, I mean, the band can't keep going if they don't make money. It's just a fact exactly. of life. So that's a fact. Yeah. Like I watched fact. like the monsters of rock cruise. They're doing these live streams right now and some, yes. are, some are 10 bucks, some are free and mm -hmm. it's okay. But the quality, like it, it constantly skips and buffers and you know, there's yeah. all kinds of issues that happen and it's not the same. It's not like being oh. in front of a blasting amp or blasting PA system, you know? Oh no, not even close. Exactly. And the excitement and the waiting, you know, and uh, your your shoes sticking to the floor of all the beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, you can have a cold beer in your hand, but it's not the same as like paying seven bucks for one, you know? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah, but you don't want, as a fan too, you can lose interest and you can maybe, I mean, I remember my first festival was like 15. It was like, what the hell is this? You know, I saw all these bands I liked in one festival. It was like, amazing. And then when you look at the screen where you were just typing your mom on uh, WhatsApp or something, yeah. you see your face. it can ruin it. It can ruin it. That's the risk. <laughs> yeah. Like you could be in the middle of watching a stream and your mom calls and you're like, oh, I'll just hit pause. <laughs> <laughs> and then you ruin the whole vibe. Yeah. 
I, yeah, the idea was that I got away from this into metal, and <laughs> it's blending. Ah, oh, nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so what do you guys have planned next? Are you just going to sit tight and see what happens? Or you, is there stuff in the works? Or Well, like I said, we have been lucky now to be you know, on top of promotion. We had some really cool things. Like, for example, last week we had a television interview here in Holland. and uh, So that's really cool. And now we are actually working on a video um, because we can probably start working on it in uh, the next couple of weeks again right. because it's possible. And we have a really crazy idea that we didn't want to compromise on. So that's why we kept it and we will release the video later. But so I'm excited about it and we will, uh, we have restarted those plans. And uh, so that's what we will do for the coming weeks. Yeah. Months. Right, so, so you'll keep the wheels rolling. Yeah, definitely. And then, uh, you know, we have great management and agencies. They are already trying to plan some tours or trying to make plans for, you know, hopefully next year and, and even later to, you know, just fire up this campaign so that everything is ready. So that's good. You can work and prepare things. Yeah. If, oh, yeah. If absolutely. everything goes back to normal next year, you know, yep. I was thinking about this as you were talking. If Because a lot of people are scared that music venues are not going to be able to come back from this, right? Like, yeah. they're going to bleed money like crazy. But yes. if everything goes back to normal next year, there is going to be so many bands on the road. Like yeah. it's going to be crazy. Like all the shows that were postponed this year are now going to happen next year. Plus the shows that were going to happen next year anyways. Right. Yes. Like yes. there's going yeah. to be twice the amount of bands on tour. Yeah. And there's demand because everyone wants to go to everything. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. But not yeah. as much fun. I won't have the money to do all that. No, <laughs> maybe I we have to see what will happen. Yeah, maybe that's going to be interesting, but that's going to be also a little bit of a problem. We will have a kind of bottleneck effect. Yeah. And, uh, and also everyone's releasing albums now, even if they didn't plan to, they just write another one. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's interesting, yeah. or, they're at least, or they're at least getting them done and ready for release. So you'll have a lot of new content. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, a lot of people like that as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, we have to see. We cannot really predict, but yeah, we are ready. Yeah. So, <laughs> with this, great. awesome. Yeah, the and record it, seems to be charting well for you too. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, number one in Finland. It was like what the fuck is it? Well, you know, you saw Lady Gaga and then Okay, you know? that's, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's really, and it's the first time that happened. And we are in Germany in the top uh, charts and. Uh, I think there were some U.S. charts as well uh, coming, and so we are looking closely. It was really cool. That's awesome. It's so nice to be appreciated yeah. for your work, isn't it? It is, yeah. And uh, because also, you know, we took some risks with this album, and we put everything into it and um, worked extra hard on it. I mean, you always work hard, but this one, I and both Dennis and Sarah, we had like special feeling that like, we're gonna. This is something special, and then when it gets recognized, that's really cool. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. that's beautiful. I wish Bruce would recognize my talent sometimes. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> do it. Do it. <laughs> I don't have anything else, Chris. Do you? I don't, man. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was really amazing to talk to you. Yes, especially yeah, after being like so long. And I'm glad your record's doing well. And uh, that's pretty amazing under Lady Gaga. 
or right by Lady Gaga there? Above Lady Gaga. Above Lady Gaga. Let me correct myself. That's pretty amazing. Not many people could say that. Let's go into our lady, Lady Gaga. Come, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) But hopefully we'll get to see you somewhere again down the road. Take care of yourself and stay safe, man. Thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. And uh, have a great night. We'll take you too. Take care. All right. Bye. Take care. Bye. I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to something about the Beatles, now on Evergreen, and wherever you get your podcasts.